The following episode of FOFOP is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen shaped hole, and mild coarse language. FOFOP advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Everyone relax, this is Topo. <laughs> Ironically, I'm not relaxed. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Fofop, uh, Fofop Friday, maybe a Fofop Thursday, I don't know, I might put this up early so that our guests can uh, have his shows plugged. Because, you know, during this time of the year, it's just nice to have an early plug in the market before the weekend, that sort of thing. Anyway, uh, guest Charlie, uh, Daniel Sloss. Hello, Daniel Sloss. Hello, how are you? It's good to have you here. It's nice to have you back. You're going to be part of the big live TOEFOP show at the Comedy Theatre on April the 9th. Which is... Uh, Saturday night. Yeah, not this Saturday night, the following Saturday night. You will be guest Charlie as we play our hit game show, uh, podcasting's favourite game show, How Will Do You Know Charlie? I listen to the one at the uh, San, San Fran, was it San Fran? Uh, at LA Podcast LA Festival. Podcast first, and I cannot wait to play. Who are the other guests? Well, okay, so uh, Felicity Ward's going to be on the show. Great. Uh, we have um, Justin Hamilton. Yep. Uh, Lindsay Webb. Awesome. Uh, a hologram of Jen Kirkman. Sweet. Uh, is she, she's left by that, hasn't she? She's left by then, Ooh, but she page. wanted to be involved, yep. so we're having a hologram Kirkman. <laughs> uh, it's being hosted by John Deeks, the voice of the podcast. He will very, come in and do it live. Very to meet a voice that I've heard many, many times. He's brilliant. He I've stole the show the last year. Yeah. He's brilliant. Uh, and we have a special guest. We have a surprise guest that we're not going to reveal, but the audience will really love. But there's been speculation out in the audience of who the special guest will be. Can I have a couple of guests? Yeah, please. I'd love you to have uh, guests. Dave Anthony. I mean, that would be a pretty good guess. That would be a pretty good yeah. Or Kath Reynolds. Uh, yeah, okay. They'd be both good guesses. Yeah. Uh, it's only one person. I will oh. say it is only one person. It is okay. not a... Is it the dollop as a whole? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just got you in. Like, you've got... Like, we could only afford one flight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you just, this is a free podcast, so Dave, if you could just... Dave on Gareth's the... We've, just annoying him the whole way there. We've sent you a trench coat. And you have to pretend that you're actually one person as you come through customs. <laughs> Hello, I am Gareth Anthony. Have you seen that movie, The Human Centipede? Well, we just want to do like a slightly smaller version yeah, of that. And I'll be honest, we didn't need to sell them together, but we're, we, we love detail. Attention to detail is something I mean, we're big on. I mean, that's what makes this show good, is it's attention to detail. Uh, we could get Johnny Depp to smuggle them into Australia yeah, like he did with his dogs. Yeah. The bastards. He can dre- they, can, he, they can dress up as Pistol and Boo and be smuggled in by Johnny Depp. That's how we'll get them in. A lot of people have suggested Russell Crowe uh, as the guest, which would be amazing. But uh, I would just say lower your expectations. He's lower it, <laughs> much lower than Russell Crowe. I like how you were excited by the old like, hype. But be like, there's been rumors of that. About, uh, you know who it is, and you're like... Russell Crowe would be good though. Well, the thing and you know it's not. The thing one the thing is I knew like it was someone good and for me the reason we kept it a surprise cuz last year we did a surprise super pop with uh Dave and with uh, uh Greg Barron 
Um, and because the first time we ever did a live one, we did it with those guys at the festival, and it was a surprise. It was just meant to be Charlie and I, and then they, they came out, and we love a surprise. We love, you know, kind of keeping something up the sleeve for the audience. But then the guesses, like people were guessing things that were better than what I have. <laughs> like, okay, and then I was just... like, it was like you got your kid something really good for Christmas, and then your kid keeps asking Santa for heaps better things <laughs> than the thing you thought they were going to be impressed with. <laughs> Is it an Xbox One? Is it right. a PlayStation 4? Like, God oh, damn this fucking God. hoverboard. Hang on. You, Those yeah. do sound cooler. <laughs> Yeah, Santa's going to get you what, the thing that you really mm-hmm. most want. Xbox One, the second thing that you want most in this world. PlayStation 4. Right, give me the top okay. 10 list. Give me Schindler's gift um, list. Mum to come home. Uh, right, the fourth best thing. A box of condoms. You are 13. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got, I don't know whether to be embarrassed and question my fatherhood or just like high five you like really hard. That is I mean, amazing. Being safe too, which is nice. Yeah, I think it was my problem with calling you pussy crusher. But right. uh, I'm just glad you finally filled in the name. I mean, and it is also because you did crush our kitten. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean, that was the other reason. Which is why you're not getting another remote control car or hoverboard. And is also why mum left. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> which is also why you're not getting your seventh choice, another kitten. <laughs> it choices seven through ten. Yeah, kittens. it's kittens. No, not a puppy. Yes, they are just bigger kittens. I don't care your logic. Get a different species. A Put hamster them away. dressed as a kitten. <laughs> Those are way easier to crush. Okay, I had, so, a, I had okay. a pet hamster a while ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, called, how long ago? Like when I was uh, about 11 or, or 10 years old. Okay. And we were going on holiday. And me and my mum and dad were going up to somewhere in the north of Scotland. And we gave it to the neighbours to be like, oh, can you just come over and feed the hamster? When we came back, the neighbour was like, I'm really sorry, but the hamster is, uh, it's, it's it, it died. And my parents were like, oh, don't worry about it. It's, you know, it's an old, we've had it for like three years. And he was like, yeah. it was dead when you gave it to us. Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. I mean, that's a brave call. I mean, that's what you've got to pretty much go with. I've, I've never really thought of that, but that's what you'd have to go with. Like, if someone let me babysit their baby... It was dead when you gave it I'd to me. I'd be like, you know what? I, I think it was dead when you gave it yeah, to me. Yeah, that's why it was crying when you handed it over. It right. was in the... Like, yeah. It was crying of death. Crying of... Cried itself what, to death. That's what say. people do as they're about to... Like, I've watched telly. Yeah. Often when people are about to die, they cry. Yeah, and there's no... Even though you do see some people doing it silently and gracefully, historically, it's actually never happened. Every death in history is always been ah! no matter how peaceful or how expected it was well here's the thing i know that you guys are really sad because you thought it was a baby but as it was about to die i heard it whisper i'm benjamin button <laughs> and it had actually been alive for a hundred years so yeah. it was a really beautiful thing it was really lovely it just it went from baby anyway i got you a replacement baby yeah i did uh <laughs> i mean the grossest part about the whole benjamin button bit was i mean it was graceful from 100 to one but right when it started going from baby to fucking fetus and then sperm i'll be honest uh, easier to clean up I mean, I loved it. I thought that was actually really the great part of the movie. Well, that's when it got really Inception, you know what I mean? Like, literally, it got yeah. to Inception. Conception, the Conception, the Inception sequel. A dream within a cream pie. <laughs> uh, so you're here in Melbourne. You've been uh, d- uh, drinking today. You've been at a lunch. With fucking Milan. Now, there's uh, Milan, for people who do not know, if you've ever listened to um, uh, the Little Dum Dum uh, podcast, then you probably know of Milan because uh, Milan is a, uh, well, he works for Punchline uh, Video. That Punchline, are they still Punchline Video? Punchline Comedy, know, maybe they're called. He's inexplicably some sort of billionaire. He's an ATM. Yeah. 
He's an ATM. He, you know what he's like? He's he, an ass to mouth. Well, yeah, he's, that's, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, I don't know what the rest of you are talking about. He's an ATM machine. And I don't mean, I mean an, an ass to mouth machine. machine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's an absolute <laughs> machine when it comes from ass to mouth. No, he, he just loves uh, buying people alcohol. He don't, love suggests that it's the thing. He gets genuinely offended if right, you ever it's try to buy him a drink. It's yeah. the offended. most upsetting thing. Like I nearly had him in tears once when I managed to sneak to the bar and buy him a shot and his way of to pay me back and not in like the money sense of the word, but to be like, Oh, this is fucking payback, bitch, was to buy me five fireballs. Right. And Ugh. Oh yeah, man. That's a man who watched uh, Paul Hogan in Crocodile Dundee going, "That's not a knife," yeah. and learned a lot of lessons. <laughs> yeah. That's how he deals with things. He's like, "Well, okay, well, I'll just buy you five drinks." There, yeah, that's how we play. <laughs> There's a story of a comedian, and I won't name him because I don't know him well enough to mm-hmm. name him. But he is a very, 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 very famous comedian. Okay. Uh, I will tell you, obviously, okay, after beautiful. the podcast. Yes. Uh, was in Edinburgh last year uh-huh. and got Milan and had to cancel a show the next day because he was vomiting blood. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a fair reason to cancel a show, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, the sort of show he had to cancel, was it a show of his own where, like, uh, hundreds or thousands of people were coming to or was it just, like, a spot or no, something I, like No, I think it was, it was, it was setless. We were all... Oh, okay. Was, yeah, I was all done right. doing setless. He was, like, the big, big fucking guest on that show and then he pulled out. Apparently... Uh, Ironically, he could have nailed setless because if the topic was, like, a genuine, like, setless thing, it's often things like, you know, uh, Dracula's bulimic. Yeah. And if he just vomited up blood... It would have been... When that came up, for, I think that probably would have... They would have been moment. like, what the fuck? Yeah. Best moment ever in hit set list. They might have stopped doing set list. They're like, like well, set list is done. It's done. We That's all we were trying that to... was the punchline we were looking for this entire time. <laughs> We've been putting that one up. Dracula's bulimic yeah. every show. Oh, and it's just been <laughs> awful. It just other bit. There was like Greg Proops did quite well. He always does. But... Yeah, it said a lot of words we didn't understand, but it seemed smart. <laughs> yeah, a lot of us had thesauruses and dictionaries in that room. Right. Uh, so uh, what else have you been doing while you've been here in Melbourne? Have you been enjoying your shows? Uh, here's the thing. It feels like, because I've, I've done Adelaide, Brisbane, and then Melbourne, yeah. um, it feels like Melbourne's been going forever, but I've just realised we've kind of just got through preview weekend, and this is like the start of the oh, yeah, the next three weeks long. Yeah, it's not even a weekend yet. Right. We've, I've, we've only done, what, five shows? I feel like in this amount of time, it's so. It, I think it just must be the thing about the festival, which is that time, like, I, I feel like in a week... I've lost weight and put on weight. Yeah. And that yeah. feels like to me like a thing that you shouldn't be able to even do in it, like yeah. noticeably put on weight or lose weight in a week. But there was like a couple of days where I was like, oh my God, I've lost heaps of weight last two days. And then like, the, then I Oops. woke up today and I was like, what the fuck happened to me? <laughs> it's what, it, what I tend to find is it goes from all the, like the muscle and then just, they all just like, just meet in the middle. So right. you're like this skinny fat guy. You there's, know. there's, I don't, I don't know. I'd like, I, I assume there are comedians who can get through a festival healthy. But I just yeah, but you know what I call them pussies, right? They're not fun. They're not the ones pussy that, crushes. Uh, no, they'll be they, crushed by that. Guy yeah, they'll be cr- they, yeah, they, get, they get crushed by the pussy. Yeah, they, <laughs> literally. Yeah, they, yeah. The, uh, and I understand why people take it seriously. Uh, you know, I'm in a very lucky position. That this is a show I've been doing for you know eight months now, and then it's also an amalgamation of all my other favorite jokes. And I'm in a lovely room, uh, and you know. I've I've, I've done a thousand fucking festivals and I've done these runs. So for me, I can't have fun at festivals. But you do get these other comedians being like, yeah, I'm just going to go home and, and just, you know, just take it easy tonight. You're like, why? What? 
what do you do during the day? Because the reason the way my day works is I wake up at two and uh-huh. I go, oh, my show's in five hours. Right. I and you think, I, I can barely feel five hours, yeah. but I'll give it a crack. Yeah. So how have you been feeling those five hours? Because I saw some stuff online of you doing young people's things with the other young people. There are times... You mean the... There's times when I forget that you are so young because you've been around forever. And like I forget that you're like a young person. And then I see you hanging out with all those lovely young people doing young people's things. And I'm like, oh, look at those young Young people people. doing things I don't understand. Are are you perhaps referencing me being the greatest FIFA player in the Southern Hemisphere? I mean, it feels like you've just even made that up. No, I mean... It's like, genuine. whatever that means. Like, that sentence that you've just said. <laughs> it just it sounds feels like, like I put through a bunch of youth words through a generator. It feels like you just invented your own prize. <laughs> like, everyone gets a prize. We have a prize. Like, it's like a word, yeah, sort of... It's a bunch of words. It's yep. a bunch of buzzwords. Right. You've won the Pokemon Yu-Gi-Oh! I mean, even Coca-Cola... Coca-Cola... <laughs> Sports Ball <laughs> Championship Cup. 2018, because 2016... <laughs> it's done. We're all done with it, let's be honest. Only have it Too every... many good people died this year, so we're already on to Exactly, they had a year off. They, yeah, t- they took 2017 off, and it was 18 when yeah. it came back. We suffered enough celebrity deaths at the start of 2016 that we're like, well, 2017 doesn't need to happen. We've filled our quota, so... Are there more celebrities dying? Side note, we'll get back to the FIFA World yeah. Championship thing. Uh, are there more celebrities dying at the moment, or are there just more people who are now celebrities? So, or by is the it very- just only really good, undisputable celebrities are dying? And arguably, David Bowie can't be disputed, but let's not get into that. Okay, well, what about uh, Gary Shandling? Where do you put Gary Shandling as, like, because this is one, I think, for comedians of my era, Gary Shandling, like, there wouldn't be things like The Office or any mm. of those kind of, like, shows you see. It was without, a genuine like, sort of groundbreaker that you had. Right. A lot, a lot of comedy nowadays, whether you know it or not, is influenced directly by Gary Shandling. Right. Even if, you didn't, in- even if you didn't enjoy Gary Shandling, which yeah. I did, but even if you didn't, I bet you've enjoyed something the- that happened because of Gary yeah. Shandling. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. You, it's, it's the start. It was the snowball effect. He was just this one that turned into, into this big, giant uh, cascade of comedy, like all breaking the fourth wall, all this sort of, uh, a lot, you know, even, even deadpan stuff. Yeah, I, mockumentary, all those yeah. sort of things. Like you know, like that all he started, he nailed those. Uh, but I, I don't know if that's just for comedians though, because I think we get this thing whenever a comic dies or someone uh, in the arts dies, we're like, oh, this is a genuine sort of thing. You go, but maybe not for everyone. It, you know, it's we surround ourselves by people who love what we love because you know that's what you do. So I think when Gary Shandling died, we're all like, everyone's devastated. But I bet if we were right. to walk down the street today and be like. Gary Shandling's dad. They'd be like, I don't. Well, I don't know Gary Shandling. I know Larry Shandling. Larry Shandling. You mean the guy from the cafe at work? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh no, I just saw him. Oh, that man, oh. I love that guy. He always just put, you know, he always, even no matter what the coffee was, he always put that little uh, chocolate sprinkles on top, and I always appreciated it. Yeah, you mean Levi Shandling, right? Levi Shandling. Levi was, Shandling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Our it's, lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit stereotypical. <laughs> But, which is what we used to say to him. It was a joke we made. We're like, oh, he made that joke. He, he wasn't did. even Jewish. Yeah, he said it first. And right. we were like, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. It's just a Jewish name, but he, you know. It's, it's Jewish. It's not actually Jewish. Yeah, it's, it's, Jew- just, it's just Jewish-ish. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's why I always say to Alex Edelman is whenever he describes himself as Jewish. I'm like, there's no ish about you. Right. Yeah, you, yeah, you don't need the ish. You don't need the you ish. You could drop the ish. You, could, yeah. you are Jew with a silent ish. Yeah. <laughs> which is ironic because you're the least silent yeah. person I know. But that's why you would go, oh, yeah, I'm Jewish, but you don't pronounce the issue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The issue is silent. That's what he should call a show the next year. <laughs> the issue is silent. Yeah, the issue is silent. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm genuinely going to text him after this and tell him to call a show that it. Uh, he is uh, an interesting cat, Alex Adam, and I, I like love, him uh, very I, much. Yeah, and I, I think he's a very, very funny comedian. He was doing the shelf the other night and uh, just did. Weirdly enough, that uh, uh, have you done the shelf? Have you been to the shelf before? It's Justin Hamilton and Adam Richards gig. They do on Monday nights. They do it sometimes outside the festival as well, and it's the best Australian comedy night there is. But it's a lot of like new people, like uh, interesting people, people doing like you know kind of variety or different you know oh, okay. bits and pieces. Guy Montgomery from New Zealand did this hilarious thing where he just essentially took off his clothes, but he was wearing you know fifty layers of clothes, and that was really the whole bit. But it was but it ama- like, but it was amazing, yeah, yeah. you know. And it's a room where that sort of stuff can be amazing. But he just went on and did uh, a stand-up set the other night and brained it. Which sometimes in that room where they're because it's like hosted by us, and we all just like go on and chat in between and muck around and stuff. So to actually just go on and do straight and stand-up do straight in a room stand-up like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sometimes can be like a hard challenge. But he just absolutely nailed it. I had one of those gigs the other day. I had very close to a genuine breakdown on stage. I was doing, um, I can't remember the name of the, the cabaret show, which is going to really annoy me, I'll find out. So I'm down at the Spiegel tent, and I was on last, and it's a cabaret show, and I'm a comedian, and it was free booze, so I'm obviously challenging that rule to right. see, I'm really, really making them define the definition of free and right. wine. Let's see how far this goes. Yeah, sure. And there was this guy from The English Gentleman who did this bubble act, which the second I was, he was like, it's a bubble act. I'm like, all right, here we go. I have never been more mesmerized by magic <laughs> in my life. He just had this background music and he was doing stuff with bubbles I've never seen a human oh, being do. Best. To the point where a guy behind me, right, sober, genuinely, like people were gasping. I saw a woman crying. This guy behind me just went, oh, how, are, how are you doing this? This is amazing. I'm like, I've got to fucking follow this. And the first 10 minutes of my show was just talking about how magic was genuinely real and how I should never should have been booked for the gig and how comedy and all other art is dead. I mean, people would have liked that, though, right? I, I, to, yeah, to be fair, it was my safest option. Yeah. But had I gone on and done what Edelman did and just done straight stand-up, it would have bombed. Weirdly enough, the original title of Michael Jackson's uh, biography was called I've Never Seen Somebody Do That With Bubbles. <laughs> so, come on. There's a joke from 1985, guys. Pow. Hey. <laughs> this back to your friends so, who are still there hey donald the trump rats fans in new york it. are uh, pretty huge right guys <laughs> will anderson all i do is monologue jokes from 80s talk shows now um because all of your fan base was born in the 90s yeah i mate, i have a here's the thing i will say about uh and this is the wonderful thing for me to be at this festival i get a bit sentimental about this festival because i love it so much and you must have been doing this one for fucking years so 21 out of 30 I've really? done it. Yeah, so I ran into uh, a lovely lady called Marnie Fowlis, who still uh, works uh, in and around the festival, and uh, she was the person who booked me for my first ever spot here at the festival 21 years ago. And uh, yeah, so it was like a 15-minute sort of like thing in just one of those, you know, kind of like line-up shows that the festival would put on, but it was the most exciting time of my entire life, obviously. And uh, yeah, and then the last 20 years doing solo shows. So uh, it's the... So uh, it's, it's it's in your not in a sort of arrogant sense, but it's it's very much your festival. Well, I mean, it's in very many ways. Like it, it always dawns on me when I get back here uh, that Melbourne is my biggest audience in the entire world. Like you know, by far. Yeah. 
Like, you know, and I've lived in at Sydney for 15 years and fucking, uh, if half as many people who come and see me in Melbourne came and saw me in Sydney, I'd be fucking happy. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. they're not, by the way. Buy some tickets to fucking yeah, Sydney. Sydney <laughs> fucking assholes. And this is why we're here, because right. my Sydney show is also not yeah. selling well. What's up, Sydney? What's your fucking problem? I'm, I'm seriously doing uh, 15 shows here that like pretty much sell out every night in the festival and like I have one night only in Sydney at the Opera House. And the first show is pretty much sold out, but the second one's yeah, still got right. a few tickets to yeah, move, right. guys. So Lazy please bosses. come out. Uh, but no, but this city, and so in regards to my life and the things that I've got to do with my, in my life, like this city pays for all that and it's given me the opportunity to do all that. So I do get a little bit um, emotional about it when I come back here because it has been so amazing to me and I do love this festival so much. I've wanted to do it for fucking eight years now. Right. And finally. I mean, finally it's just because it. you've toured all those festivals and the thing that I love about this festival and people – you know, I, look, I'm obviously parochial about it. Um, you know, it's been a big part of my life. But the thing I love about this festival is it's like almost the perfect combo. Because people talk about those big festivals being things like Edinburgh, mm. which is amazing, obviously. And, of course, that's, you know, for you, such a hometown sort of festival. But it's a huge arts festival other than the comedy festival as well. So the comedy festival is really taking place within this broader yeah, yeah, arts yeah. festival. Um, and then you go to Montreal, you talk about Montreal, but that's really it's a not, showcase. It's yeah, not yeah, like it's, a festival in the... It's a week long. First of all, yeah. One, it's a week or two long and right. it's everyone's doing sevens. Uh, very few people do solo shows there. I know Jim's done one, I did one. I did my show the last two years there, but only like a couple of one-off shows, not mm. like, you know, um, not, you know, not a whole run, like not 20 nights of doing the same thing to, you know, punters every night. Which is great because then you get, my favorite thing about doing long runs at festivals is the repetition makes you genuinely get bored of your own jokes to the point when you start playing around with them. I mean, I think it's the greatest part of the show. Oh, I love the moment where you're like, okay, this is done. Like I but mean, let's da- keep playing. But now let's see what else is here. Yeah. Like you know, it's like you've baked a cake, but you're like, well, I could still put some icing or some candles yeah, on it. I, maybe I can still decorate it. I know the cake itself tastes good, right. but I get to decide what it looks like now. And if at any point you know you're lactose intolerant, why well, you having a fucking cake anyway? Right, exactly. That's your own fault. <laughs> <laughs> you just scream that out mid-show. Why are you even what, eating cake? Huh? Hey, ah, you fat fucks! You don't need it anymore. Sloss lost his mind again. It's so, a long festival. I love this festival because of that. It's a specific. It's a specialty comedy festival where the focus of it and it's people doing long form shows. Everyone from the massive shows through to the the tiniest of little shows, yeah. and it's a uh, it's pretty exciting. So, and it's exciting to have you here as part of it. But you uh, you've come over here, and uh, you might not have won uh, the comedy awards yet. But uh, it's a, it's a but you don't even really care about that because you've won this other award that you think is more important. Obviously, I've won. I've even before the is it the Barry. The Barry's our the big Barry, one, yeah. named uh, after Barry Humphreys. Oh, great, yeah. Yeah, who's one of those people who I just wish he'd stop talking now so that we can remember him and, as, and be yeah. being beloved. Like, let, let the legend rest, just, That's it, done. Just Take a knee, Barry. Yeah, just That'll do, Baz. In, type in Finn and we'll all remember the good stuff before this, you know, come on. Yeah, just... Take a knee. He got mad at young people swearing oh, recently. Yeah, what a cunt. Yeah, well, that's what Cosby did right before, you know. So <laughs> let's just be careful, Baz. Yeah, let's not trust Bill Cosby's morals anymore, shall yeah. we? Yeah, I think we can all swear just yeah. to prove we don't fuck people against their yeah. will. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the name of your next show? Yeah. That, if, fuck if, people against if, their will. If there's ever allegations against me, at least I've got a catchy <laughs> title for the show. Against your will. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh. You do feel though, like, because I know that it was obvious. Kanye West came out and defended Cosby recently. Yeah, well, that's who you need in your corner. Of course. Like, yeah. I mean, who doesn't respect Kanye? But and the thing is, um, you know what? 
none of us were there. But I think if uh, if I ever had whatever sixty two sure. allegations against me, I would be, I would feel pretty confident that I'd probably done it, even if I had no recollection of it. Sixty two is what uh, we used to go. That'd be enough to convince you. That's yeah, myself. Saying. Yeah, like, even you'd be like, you know what. I, I I actually do not honestly believe that I did this, but, but clearly I did. Stati- like, statistically, I, I need to I need to start keeping a diary at the very least. Clearly, at the very least, I've made some major error in something that yeah. I think is fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sixty-two people because they're not, yeah. it's not like a book club that came up with a fun fundraising scheme. Well, it's it's one of those things. Yeah, it's oh, yeah, it's not like when you there's this thing in Australia called the MS Readathon and basically you pledge to people in your local area you'll read a certain amount of books and then you collect money based on how many of the books that you complete. Uh, but there's always a bit of fudging because the kids always pretend to have read more books and the people who are donating the money, it's for a good cause. Yeah. And a kid pretended he read a book. We'll yeah, give yeah, him yeah. an extra couple yeah. of bucks. It's right? like the much more serious version of that. I mean much more serious. <laughs> Your Honour. <laughs> it's my uh, first day in court. I'm so Sorry. Case closed. Case closed. Hang on. I'm, I'm not. Oh. Uh, objection. Leading the witness. No. 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 Uh, the, okay. But so the real. The, I won the big award. The well, I, award. I was just going to say on Cosby just oh. quickly before we moved on from that, and we can move on from it. But um, the thing that I want to is the thing that we've got to believe is that 97% odd time of, like, you know, there was a, a, a former commissioner of police here in Victoria who just recently, uh, and he's doing a lot of work now in, like, uh, domestic violence, you know, violence against women and stuff like that. And his big thing is he said, look, I was a police officer, and the truth is that the majority of the time when somebody claims this is happening, it's happening. Yeah, and yeah. we have to just start with that as our focal point. Now, there is going to be times when it's not, like any crime. That's why you're you yep. know, presumed innocent until proven guilty, right? But we've got to... In this case, yeah. we've got to believe the person making the accusation. Because otherwise, the people don't want to make the accusation anymore. Right. Yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah. The amount of hate people. There was a footballer in, in the UK that was uh, had... Uh, every month of the month, there's another sort of case where a bunch of footballers did something shitty to a woman. And the first thing to come out in force says, she was there, she was drugged, she, and it's all... It's, it's, it's victim blaming is essentially what we're talking right. about. And we disagree with it. <laughs> that's what we're here to say I had this line in my show that I could not make work and it was about Australia's asylum seeker policy and like I wanted to do this thing of like uh, you know because uh, people are like oh well they're coming here for economic factors and then like I wanted to make the point that yes because it's almost impossible to come to Australia and it not be a step up. Like, literally, we have some of the best life you know, experience in the entire world on pretty much every measure. Like, you have to be coming from pr- somewhere pretty fucking awesome yeah. to be slumming it to come to Australia, right? And I said, but also, uh, we were to- three of the top ten most livable cities in the world last year. We are top three on education, life expectancy, and medicine in the world. In the second chorus of our national anthem, it says, for those who've come across the sea, we've boundless plains to share. I'm sorry, Australia. We're asking for it. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, that's a good joke. The audiences did not agree that no, that was a good that's joke. A, well, fucking the wrong. Yeah. That's a professional Well, now I've done it on my podcast. So yeah, there you yeah. go. So, so it's, I've burned it for the show anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's you for, look, if you want less immigrants, just be a shittier country. Right. That's what we're doing. I mean, that's what people, that, uh, people are trying to do here. But yeah. there's no way to run down Australia enough. 
Like you would really have to throw it into reverse. Yeah, you'd have to get it to the point when you would then become the immigrants that you hate. Right. Because you would be fleeing off to other places. I mean, essentially, that's what we're kind of doing with climate change. We're ignoring that it's happening. And basically, uh, all these people who want to come here... Uh, oh, hang on. It works the other way because the oceans are going to rise. Yeah, no. Yeah. Boats I, will be more effective in that situation. That's a terrible plan. I asked my mum, because uh, she works with you and for the environment and, and stuff. I was like, she never talks about it. I'm like, just her curiosity. She's one of the leading experts in the world when it comes to climate change mm-hmm. and is very obviously neutral but has all the facts. Okay, so she's a... Uh, so she she's like... What is, so hang on. Because no, I haven't heard a scientist weigh in on this. Uh, so... <laughs> When you examine the science, yeah. so she what's says, her suspicion? Well, she says, because the world's flat, uh-huh. right? Yeah. hopefully at one point the sun will just fuck off over to the left a bit, uh-huh. right? and then we'll only be getting half of the rays. So it'll just be a constant sunset, which would be really beautiful. To, or sunrise, obviously. Uh, so I mean, that, that, that makes... So it means, it means that, the East Coast is fucked, but that's like fucking LA, fuck them. Whatever, you yeah, know. We'll just just move. We're safe over here. I mean, well, that's great. Yeah. I mean, so, good news. So just, you know what? Everyone go outside in celebration and just empty your aerosols into the air because we're all grand. I mean, we should. <laughs> I mean, that sounds great. I mean, I can't wait for... I don't, I don't want to die before we get to eternal sunrise, yeah. set, <laughs> depending <laughs> on where I am. Yeah, depending on where you are. <laughs> I asked her uh, how serious it was, and she was. She had all the facts, but she's also trying to be like a mother and not terrify me. She's like, uh-huh. you know, look, the you, you know, look. If we start in the next seven minutes, yeah. there may be enough that you know Scotland will be fine in about fifty years because the sea levels are. If they rise and it gets hot, it means we'll have better summers and right. we'll always be in the beach. And I was like, what about Australia? She was like. Don't, Australia is is going to be Mad Max terribly, yeah. like territory, and I was like, oh, terrible. Yeah, I mean that Mad Max, like that that whole movie was essentially an Australian tourism campaign from ten years from now. Yeah, yeah, they just sent it back in time. <laughs> George Lucas actually is a time traveler. Yeah, yeah, that does explain a lot. Actually, George Lucas. What did I say? Okay, now George yeah. Miller. Yeah. Also George, George Lucas. Yeah, George Lucas. If George Lucas was a time traveler, I don't know why he would have gone. Maybe that explains like the, how, why he did his films in the wrong order. I mean, that's a good point. That's yeah. maybe what it was. Can I? Uh, speaking of films, we're going to talk about another film. But uh, before we talk about that film, I feel that we should uh, plug your dates because oh. there may be people who are going to stop listening to this podcast now at this point because yes. uh, we are going to talk about uh, Batman, Batman versus Superman, Batman Superman, uh, colon Dawn of Justice. Yep. Um, uh, it's and a, it's there a long will be, movie. There'll be spo- spoilers. There'll there will be spoilers. spoilers. Uh, but the whole movie is, is a, a fucking spoiler. spoiler. The whole thing. It from spoils, start to finish. It's the. To, and there's going to be 30 minutes of extra spoilers on the DVD version. So oh, check that out. Uh, okay, I would anyway. love to see the scenes they cut, but let's know. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's have a pause, uh, which means we can also get a drink, and then we will come back and we will uh, have a little uh, wander through the world of Batman so, and Superman. Am I plugging my shows now, or are you doing it? In the oh, yeah, way? that's sorry, that's why we stopped, yeah, so I could do good. that, and then you didn't, and I forgot. <laughs> so, <laughs> my, if my mum is listening to this podcast, as I know she is, as she always does, uh, She'll just be, she always like, hate so much we just go off track. Cause she's never smoked weed, so she doesn't know what it's like. Uh, oh, did I tell you there was a podcast? Sorry, sorry. Okay, okay. Side Remember the podcast when I, sit, I was talking about uh, how much I enjoyed going down on women? And yes. Literally before I said to my mum that I know is listening, please uh, turn this off. You don't want to listen to the next yes. five minutes. One of your fans tweeted my mother on Twitter and said, 
did you actually turn off? And my mother's reply, and this is typical of my fucking mother, she just replies, been like, no, and let's just say he's his father's son. It's our favorite moment in the history of the podcast. Don't you think that that hasn't come up behind your back before? <laughs> like, it's I know, honestly... I know Dave Anthony lost his shit. It's the greatest... Like, it was doing all this... All this like work I've done for this fucking free podcast was worth it for that moment. It was honestly, I was like, okay, well, I never got to, you know what? I never got to talk to Oscar Wilde on Twitter, but today I feel like hey, I've come close. Never, you know? never has a tweet been so brutal. Just for me, I just, mean, because part of me is like, that's it's really great because it's a great, it's a great comment too great, as well. It's like you know, you know what? It's why she's been so happy and fifty percent supported. 50% in the of world marriages, of science? Yeah, 50% of marriages end in divorce. So for all you people with divorced parents right. uh, out there laughing at my misfortune, at least my dad still loves my mum. Yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't my fault. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if you are still interested yes. in coming to see my show, despite my horrible comments, it's 7.15 on at the Roxanne every day. Uh, six quarter past six on Sundays and it's called Dark and it's the best show I've ever done so I would genuinely love you to see it there you go that's a pretty good plug uh, my show uh, Fire at Will is on for the rest of the festival April 7th at the Sydney Opera House one night only two shows though uh, please come out and see that because it is the only time in Sydney I get to do the show and it is my favourite show that I've ever done so uh, if you like uh, my shows then I think you're really going to like this one and then at Perth first week of May oh and I can mention April 21st if you are in LA I'll be at Meltdown at uh, the Nerd Melt Theatre um, I'll be doing actually uh, my Fire at Will show there so there may be some stuff that Americans don't understand in the show. I don't really know because it's like a 70 to 80 minute show at the moment. So by the time I knock it down to 60 minutes, yeah. hopefully maybe I'll take out most of those bits. But also I went and saw Des Bishop once do a, like a, an Irish gig. Yeah, yeah. And like there were so many things in References that show, you don't get, but, you can but still, I loved it anyway. Great, yeah. In fact, I loved it kind of almost more because you felt like you were part of something but not quite part of it. So if you feel like you will enjoy 70% of the show and then like another 20% yeah. of going, what, is, what does that yeah. quite mean? Don't be afraid to learn <laughs> for crying out loud. Come and see my lermity. <laughs> so, uh, all right, we'll pause and we will come back. All right, we're back. Um, okay, firstly, we haven't finished your cup story, your winning story, because we got, will, got distracted, I'll as usual. It, I'll do it very, very quickly. Basically, there was a FIFA, uh, comedian's FIFA tournament. Now, how did this happen? Uh, is, so, this a, is this the first one they've ever no, had? it's the second one. So, okay. And the only reason I did it with last year's one was because I wasn't at the festival. Okay. It, uh, you I, weren't an official festival act. Yeah, no. If so you haven't I'm, paid your registration for it, you can't yeah, be in the FIFA yeah, festival. Look, it's a very strict thing to get into. It's no, less corrupt than FIFA, which is impressive. I mean, that's it's more or less? Less, just oh. in the sense that like it's a FIFA tournament, but like we... Bringing some, bringing some, so it wasn't really FIFA. -y. Okay, so bringing a bit of much needed integrity. Yes, the FIFA Integrity Union, my favourite thing in the entire world. Yeah. I would love to be part of the FIFA Integrity <laughs> Union. <laughs> Wouldn't you just love saying it? I party. What do you do for a job? Oh, yeah, I'm on the, the Integrity Union. The FIFA, oh, who for? The, the FIFA U. The FIFA, FIFA Integrity. U. FIFA U. Yeah, we're anti-integrity. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. FIFA, FIFA anti-integrity. Yeah. Uh, so there's a comics FIFA tournament organized by Michael Heng and Stu Dolman, who are two great comedians. Who now this is the computer game, right? This is what I say 4, now. Yeah. Computer games. The, that, on that on the old, old Playbox One Thousand, I hear right. it is. Your Atari's your, yeah. sports. Oh, the Nintendo competition. Right. Did you go Mario? Did were you, you Mario? Did you bring your cart, or did somebody <laughs> else provide oh, the carts? When somebody fires one of those bananas. <laughs> 
am I right? Talking with Granddad. <laughs> Podcasting with Granddad. My new podcast. Um, yeah, so it's 16 comedians. We each paid in $25. Uh, there were four screens and a giant projector, which was like at least 400 inches. So who is man- where? where is this happening? It's, it was a little uh, studios uh, just out in Brunswick. Uh, so we all turned up at two. We all did the draws. There was a group stages, four uh, groups of four, uh, quarterfinal, semifinal, third place playoff, and final. And the final was me and Nick Nicholas Cody, right? Uh, one of my very, 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 very good friends in this business. And we play FIFA very regularly. Okay, sure. And I smashed the loser four th- three. I was undefeated the whole way through. Four three doesn't sound like a smashing. Uh, it felt that like sounds a, like a pretty close it game. Felt to like be a six two. The score was it generous. read like a six two. Yeah, comedy like, festival. Like, like, <laughs> it was four three, but it read, read like, like a six. Too. Yeah. <laughs> God, I wish I'd said that on the day. Fuck! <laughs> ah, George Lucas, where's your time machine? I've got a joke I need to do. Oh, God, that's funny. Fuck. I'm in a room full of comics that joke. Like, I know. <laughs> that You were literally in the audience that would have 100... During the comedy festival, uh, the, that's the one place, place that, that, that joke, joke would 100% land. Oh, God damn it. Yeah, so I, 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 I smashed them all and... Uh, There'll be another one next year, which I'm coming back for, but I'm demanding the one. Saving up that line just to win. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Could we edit that out just so if any comedians <laughs> listen to this podcast that they don't hear it for next year? It's okay, mate. Comedians don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> I'm so. glad you said it before. I, yeah. I listen to it. I appreciate that. Well, you've been on it. You're, you're part of the universe. Yeah, yeah. I, I listen. Essentially, you're like um, Spider-Man listening to like Daredevil's a, podcast. Daredevil's podcast. Like, right. Yeah. You've been in it, yeah. but you're not just not a regular yeah. character. Daredevil's someone who only listens to podcasts, by the way. Right. We'll, we'll never watch your show. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Loves podcasts. <laughs> loves I mean, because he's other senses. He can listen to them without actually, when other people are listening. Yeah. That's how he got into it in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> when he's fighting crime, he's just listening to the dollop. <laughs> <laughs> it's my, he's got, I just need to be as angry as Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Hulk listens to the dollop just to calm down out of Hulk state. Yeah, yeah. He's, that poem didn't work anymore, but now they just put an episode of the dollop in, and uh, he calms down. He listens to uh, you made it weird to just really calm down and go introspective. Uh, thank you. Just, uh, just give me two and a half hours with Pete Holmes and Gary Shandling. I'll be fine. <laughs> I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Uh, uh, all right. So okay. So speaking, shall we? Yeah. We, um, now we shall. Okay. Uh, if you didn't come back after the break, uh, you missed the end of that story. But now this is the official. Now we're definitely going to start talking about a part of it. The so last time we were on the podcast, we had a disagreement over films, and I and one of the uh, I was right in one of the fucking things. Wow, that some, no, you no. were right that some people are idiots. Is that what you mean? Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, okay. Because no, you were right in that. You were right that some people are idiots. No, half of people are idiots. A half of people in the, your unscientific poll. Run, that, the, run yeah. that by your mother and her science. <laughs> You're polling. No, no. The numbers were clear. It was a uh, on the street poll that yeah. turns out half of people that know me yeah. also thought that it was cocaine mouth spray right. in Mad Max. Okay. Well, and here's the thing that I will concede. Like we kind of glossed over, although we did talk about it, but we didn't like make a big thing of it. I did acknowledge that I got the impression there was some sort of like you know chroming style you know boost from doing the yes. thing. 
So I can understand that to a certain extent. So we came to a moment we of did. like somewhat agreement on that, but we had differing opinions about some other things. Are we going to have differing opinions about uh, the movie but, we can now call BVS, I think? Uh, yeah, BVS. Uh, so I think, no, I think this is for the first time you and me are on the same page in that we both love the film. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I start thought, uh, to finish. just a non-stop riot from start I, to finish. Oh, jeez. I mean, it's... I take back everything I said about uh, Man of Steel. No, I mean, it, uh, now seeing that movie and go back to Man of Steel... You it all makes sense. Because they're setting it up. Yeah, right. Well, that's the thing. it's just, it's an It's match. a work of genius. Like, um, that's the thing that I didn't get at the time, because he's like... It's like a Daniel, it was beyond his time. Mate, because it was... Well, it's literally... It's like a Daniel Kitson show. Yeah. You only understand, when you see the next one, what the last one was truly about. Yeah, it no. unlocks something in your mind. It's it, That's a thing only a genius can do. And, and uh, it turns out that Zack Snyder is a genius, which... Yeah, which none of us expected, given all of his history. Right. Uh, but he nailed this one. I loved the bit. Where uh, Batman was Jesus, but with bats. Oh, that at was the start. Good. Oh, so it's because sta- I mean, the, well, the one thing you need with uh, Batman mm. is much like Spider Man. What's the backstory again? Right. I Who, mean, what is what is Batman? Why is he bat and manny? I'm glad they recapped that because yeah. if you had gone to that movie straight out of a coma, you might not have known how the Batman became Batman. Uh, yeah. I mean, I know it is the one thing that's been explored every time they've told a Batman story. Maybe you could just go previously. We all get it, right? Yeah. You know. Maybe or maybe just fuck off anyone that doesn't know who Batman is because they've not come to the movie. You're planning for an audience that are not going to be there. Yeah, that is an absolute point. Yeah, like if yeah, you the movie is called Batman mm, versus, versus Superman. Superman. Nobody is seeing that movie who doesn't know who fucking Batman is. Right. Also, but if you don't know who Batman is or Superman is, this is not the movie for you yeah. in any way. What are you doing? You know what? I hope you don't fucking know anything that's going on. Now you know exactly how we feel, and we know the fucking backstory. Okay, so it's start. You know, it's going to be. Uh, Fucking like, so okay so I'll tell where did you go like uh, who did you go with I, like what environment did you see it I in I went with Alex Edelman uh, we took some uh, weed pills beforehand uh-huh. and I wanted to love it right I really did I you know all the way through all the other trailers I was like you know what I hate it for a bit then my dad sat me down he was like no fuck you you're watching a small advert on a small screen it's made for the big screen you're wrong and I respect my dad I'm like gonna like this I had a friend text me being like way better than I expected and I'm like oh god okay but keep the expectations down and according to Alex Edelman I looked like I was in physical pain uh, for like the first hour and a half it was just and it was just me fighting I was ignoring plot holes I was like no you know what no it's fine no 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 it's all it's all good no no it's fine no that one doesn't matter either and then they just piled up and they piled up and just... Like you're in a dysfunctional relationship that you know has yeah. been bad you know, look, for months, but dr- you're just I like... I know he I'm... drinks and I know what he wears and I know I, look, I like, know what he says. And I know he doesn't say I'm his girlfriend in front of his friends. friends but, but, you know, he invited me to that Donald Trump rally. Right, and I, so I, that I've was never a seen nice him day out. I with what he's saying. But I know I, he doesn't passion. like touching in public, but... Or, you, you know, he, and he's also... He's not accepting my friend request on Facebook. But we're just not there. And I know We've he, done butt stuff, look, but that's beyond. Yeah, you know. he calls it his hole, but <laughs> but I still feel like it can work out. I just, you know, he's been through a lot, and I think I can fix him. So from the start, like that first thing. So firstly, the fact, as you said, that they're recapping how that because this movie is set. Like the the premise is this is. Batman right at the end. Batman beyond when Batman should still be Batman. Yeah. And there are ways it's, that it's they a, demonstrate that. It's that a we... nod to the Frank Miller and right. Dark Knight comics. And that is one thing I will say, one credit they are given for the movie. 
Batman's costume was excellent if you've read the comic books. I think Batman's costume was excellent, and I thought Ben Affleck wasn't terrible. No, he wasn't. He was one of the strong points in the movie, which is not an endorsement for this movie. Well, I think by the fact that I said he wasn't terrible and you said that was one of the strong points of the movie, Mm. that sets the kind of bar and agenda for where we're going for this sort of thing. But yeah, so, um, okay, so... So so with you, who did you see it with? So... It was my opening night of my show. It was Friday, good uh, Easter Friday, Good Friday, um, and I wanted to go to like one of those uh, luxury cinemas. You know the ones oh, where the you can, one. yeah. It's so tits, isn't it? right. So, but here's the thing: because I'd only decided on that day that I was going to spend. Because like sometimes on opening night, you're always a bit like, because uh, I had a bunch of press in and and whatever, and I'm like, how do I spend today? Do I sit around and do I have a look at the show and have a think about some things that still I'm working on or whatever? Uh, do I try to... Re- I thought, you know what? This is perfect. I'll go to like one of those luxury kind of cinemas. I'll relax. I'll watch the movie. Like It's a good way to spend the day and then I'll be ready for the show at yeah. night. But when I've gone to book for the only one that I could do that worked for my show, there was only one ticket left. And they basically sell all those like things to couples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's where people go to gold class. And so there was only one left. But I was like, well, that person's obviously by themselves. So is it weird that I get that last one? And you're just turning up like, oh, blind date, right? So I get in there, and I'm in there early. Hopefully, it's a check. Statistically, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was. Was it? Yeah, but to raise the statistics, uh, Asian girl. Uh, yeah, very seemed like yeah. she loved her superhero sort of yeah, thing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, young, I'd say young, I'd say like maybe you can't get, like, probably wasn't her name. That's very racist. Yeah, young, young, you young. I, don't, I didn't know how to pronounce it, but she in, no. <laughs> <laughs> One of the oldest jokes in the world. One uh, of the most oldest racist jokes. Right. <laughs> it wasn't because it was actually originally invented by the Chinese, just for other Chinese, <laughs> but it was appropriated by the West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it much, like most things, we took it. Yeah, much like, uh, you know, there's no General Tsao's chicken in yeah. uh, actually in China or whatever it is. Uh, anyway, so I don't really know. I don't eat chicken or really China. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> I tried to go for something. I realized I didn't know enough to get through it. Um, so it's because it's Easter, they've provided us like for free as well as like the food I ordered. Um, they've provided... Uh, popcorn a free popcorn each and they provided a free soft drink each and they provided one box of maltesers each no between the cinema between no between (laughs) that'd be the best just one by one and then jesus walks in (laughs) and he's like i only have one box of maltesers and then he does his jesus magic and there's enough maltesers for everyone that would be the best like at the Arclight Cinema in LA you know they often have the people come out and make the speech at the start and say welcome to Arclight and you know they make this little speech about the movie and stuff they should have had someone dressed as Jesus (laughs) coming out and then suddenly everyone had a packet of maltesers he has risen that would have killed because you know what if you're seeing fucking Batman vs Superman on Good Friday you're not that Jesus-y so (laughs) look you're the one he needs to convert he doesn't need to pop down to the church right he's won those over those are his fan base yeah this well, is, this is like him flyering yeah to get <laughs> him in for easter sunday he's papering, he's papering his, show. his show for sunday <laughs> he's like it's not too late to get on board it's not, it's i'm not. literally doing we're literally doing shows all easter yeah it's all easter it's great come <laughs> uh, on to be, honest, a friend. to be honest i'm a little quiet on uh saturday yeah but but sunday, sunday when monday. i come back what a fucking huge. party it's yeah. gonna be huge um so uh 
so I eat my popcorn. I, I, I drink my drink. I've ordered some beers. I've ordered like a, like a four t- cheese toasty toasted awesome. sandwich sort of thing. Like, you know, so I'm having a, yeah. I'm a, at, a fucking great time. I'm having a good time. Like I got, you know, a little stoned obviously, obviously. before I went. And so I'm having, I'm enjoying all. You were in perfect condition for this movie. I mean, seriously. You're happy. You've had a great fucking first show. You're there. You're a bit high. You've got bit, it's. There's there's not better circumstances in the world to watch this. I movie. will say the only thing that haunted to me about the experience was the Maltesers because they'd left one packet between the two of us yeah. and we were not a couple. And so I did not want to be so bold you as to like claim the Maltesers. You didn't power play it and just be like, these are clearly from me. Well, you know what the thing was? When they announced what it was, she wasn't there. Uh, so I could have just been just, like, I bought oh, these. They're my Maltesers. And she would have been none the wiser. Mm. But I thought, well, maybe they told her in the foyer. And just I didn't want like, to be like. Th- look, there's a greedy cunt in there, right? right? <laughs> He's the one with chocolate on his face. He's, He's obviously say. very stunned. <laughs> yeah. He bought this ticket at the very last minute. <laughs> We've seen his posters all over town. Yeah. He should be working. Yeah, but he he's drinking be. beer and eating a toasted cheese <laughs> sandwich. So He's high off his box. He's going to tell you that there was a sale on and that's why everyone else has them. <laughs> He's lying. <laughs> so I left it until the last 20 minutes, but luckily that was about three and a half hours into the experience uh, before she wasn't touching the Maltesers yeah. and I went, fuck it. Yeah. They're my Maltesers. <laughs> yeah, fine. That's, yeah, what a very Australian attitude. <laughs> I, yeah, right? I gave her all that time and yeah. then went, oh, well, if you're not claiming them, They're I'm claiming now. it. Yep. Oh, that was, it was Terra Nullius when I got here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we named it twice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so the, that opening scene uh, is terrible, uh, and it's even more terrible. Like, well, there's two things that I thought were terrible about it when I knew this movie already was going to suck. Was A, the fact that they were doing it, but B, the fact that that moment where, like, he Zack Snyder's the shit out of it straight away, where the pearl goes into the gun, like, you know, yeah. and it just, oh, shut so She was shot with up. her own wealth. And she it had is power. a metaphor. Oh, if only it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And when the the one they had, the bit they added in where Zarek was maybe like, you know what, people know this story. Wouldn't it be really interesting if uh, Bruce Wayne's dad threw a punch? Wouldn't and you're be, like, wouldn't it be great if Bruce Wayne's dad, who's normally this, the mythology of the character is like, he's a kind of wimpy, mild, like businessman sort of guy. Yeah. What so, if suddenly when was that really with tough a gun, guy from telly? Just went, touched his fucking heels, took his watch off, swung from there, a gun. Like point blank fucking range. Yeah, let's just change the character, which they do excessively later on. Oh, uh, in this movie, like, the, I, I, well, uh, Zach, uh, firstly, here's my review from what we've t- talked about so far. Zack Snyder must hate his dad. <laughs> like, must hate his dad. <laughs> And it will only be proved over and over. But then that scene where you see the traditional Batman's, you know, falling down the well, yeah. uh, Bruce Wayne, young Bruce Wayne's falling down the well, and then suddenly, you know, he sees all the bats and he's surrounded by bats. And then. There is this magic realism sort of like scene where the bats start to swirl around in like a vacuum sort of like Which they circle. did in the Dark Knight, but just to guise him because he had the thing in his shoe that made right. him come near to explained. Uh, Inexplicably, they just go, should we just bat tornado the fuck out of this? Right. We've, and then Jesus him the fuck out of here. You guys saw Twister, right? <laughs> I feel like we can do this. Yeah. We just create and he and so flies. Then he, so then he flies out, but then... Like, when it can't get even worse, we realize... It's... A dream. Uh, uh, not only a dream sequence, one of 
at least 47. There were more dream sequences in this movie than Inception. 30% dreams. It's, oh, dream, and genuinely, dreams within dreams. Well, the best thing about it is, and when I say the best thing, I obviously mean the opposite of that, yes. is that the dreams uh, move the plot forward in ways that make no sense at all. They, you know what? They should have just been, they should have stayed dreams, right? What happened when you go, you know, we've got this three-dimensional character now. He probably dreams. Should we reference them? No, they've got nothing to do with his life, but they do have them. We just, they're like, no, let's show them all. Right. Well, what if we could move the plot forward in weird ways that doesn't make any make sense? Make any sense. What, like, if, what if one of them is wearing a jacket? Why? You know, because he's in the desert, so it's colder there. Hang on, is the Flash in this dream? Yeah. Is that the Flash? No, he's in the dream in between the dreams. Why does the Flash... Well, hang on, why is the Flash not shaven? Yeah, What's no. going on with the Flash? And, it, and, and he's not explained to be the Flash. He's just some sort of like cryptic abortion appearing through the fucking screen and screaming. What I'm pretty sure was like, Hey, Bruce, uh, Superman's girlfriend is Lois Lane and his mum's this chick. He'll be dead guy if you just go be a cunt to her. And Bruce is like, fucking good plan, guy I've not met yet. Because that's what Batman does. Yeah. He takes advice from random ca- yeah. explained and characters in dreams. F- the famous hostage taker, Batman. <laughs> I mean, there's one particular dream. You know, that like one where I guess it's the, you know, that Superman's controlling Darkseid's army of like, or whatever the fuck, like where it's desert Batman. Well, oh, when, when, like, no, when Superman owns the Middle East, because obviously right. Superman, <laughs> Superman is, is, wants oil. Right, that's how he justified the last movie. Zod was coming down right. to justify Superman's invasion of Iraq. Right. <laughs> so he's up there and he's just being all typical Superman. I mean, Nazi dictator, because we all know Superman, who was invented as propaganda against Nazis, is obviously a Nazi dictator oh, in the future. Fucking Zack Snyder's Godwin Superman. Oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's it's crazy because essentially the plotline of this movie is Batman hates Superman because Batman's been having some bad dreams about Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's 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 that horrible wife. Like I had a dream you cheated on me. Right. Yeah, but I didn't. But you did in a dream. And Superman's like, what are you? What are you? Why are you so off? mad at me? Jesus. Batman's like, I, I had a dream. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Martin Luther, calm it down. <laughs> but yeah, no. Batman's whole the reason Batman. Hates Superman at the start of this movie is because in the last movie, Superman yeah. destroyed a bunch of uh, Batman's personal property. Right. Fucking for these fucking That's why kids he gets mad. on my goddamn lawn. Right. Oh, they knocked down one of my buildings. Yeah, I'm a billionaire. Yeah, it's obviously I'm sure. I'm not a fucking idiot. Also, I've been Batman for 40 years. Yeah. So, so, so property, I, I've been <laughs> building a portfolio because I know I've needed to retire. And then this fucking alien comes down and destroys all my... Coming down here, taking our jobs. I'm the superhero. Exactly. That's what it should have been. (laughs) He's racist. Batman is racist in this movie. He's complaining about a fucking alien coming to where he's from and stealing his fucking job. He is Donald Trump in this movie. A fucking billionaire. Trump man. A billionaire who's got some outrageous... He wants to build a wall. He wants to build a wall. He's got some Ridiculous fucking buildings, and he doesn't want aliens coming over and stealing his job. I mean, as if journalism jobs aren't hard enough to find. Oh, okay. In this age of no news. Uh, 
we're going to skip all over the place, but um, one of the things that really annoyed me was uh, there's this running sort of like, I don't know, whatever, fucking Z plot uh, where uh, Clark hasn't filed. He's meant to be filing a report about uh, some sports carnival or oh, some God, sports yeah. story or whatever, and he hasn't written it up, and he keeps getting in trouble because he's investigating other things. Uh, yeah, did you forget just for a second he's Superman? Yeah. He's what Superman would do. Just write that really quickly. Yeah, really and fast then, as fuck. Done. Done. Like, it's, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not like you can't, I hadn't thought about it's not that. Like you can't super type. <laughs> it's not like he's like a one. Yeah. If he's a one thing, just. What, d- wet, weak, uh, he's dyslexic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Superman faces his greatest foe. Yeah. Superman versus dyslexia. Yeah. Because you know what? The, John the, of Eustace. It's different. Look, it's different fucking words, right? S, where he's from, means hope. Right. right? He's I mean, got to learn an entirely new fucking alphabet. Yeah. So, uh, are we going to see uh, uh, KI Hope Hope tonight? <laughs> Is that? <laughs> oh, that was very good. <laughs> Nearly didn't get there though. You might have noticed a little bit of a as I was trying a little guess. bit of a run up, a star penalty. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh, <laughs> if there was an audience, they would have been going, oh. Hey. Oh, well, that's what Batman's misconstrued in his dreams, right? Yeah. Batman seems to think that Superman is a Nazi, but on Superman's planet, SS means hope, hope. <laughs> so. <laughs> It's just uh, got back there cleaner for the second yeah, go. Yeah, so. great, yeah. Oh, God. I didn't think the second one would be better, but it really fucking was. It was more on point. Yeah. We, we, we wheeled around to yeah. have a second shot well, at we it. Go there in there. What do you want? It's free. Fuck it's off. Fr- just edit it yourself yeah. at home. <laughs> You're lazy. You're fucking <laughs> It'd be great if somebody came up with a podcast, a new podcast. This is the new word of podcast. Where they, they put our conversations in order. Well, they did. Oh, <laughs> it's like when they they did that with Inception. Uh, not Inception, uh, Memento. Yeah. Like there's a version of it you can see where it all happens all so that you can kind of make and it's like uh, they should do that with this podcast <laughs> TOEFOP linear TOEFOP yeah yeah but it's obviously going to be spelled uh, F O P T oh fact oh, yeah. fact enough no. I was going to put it in alphabetical order TOEFOP <sighs> but I forgot it's definitely a oh, fuck it's gone anyway it, okay oh. well FOFOP it would have been F Double F. No, F O. Yeah. It's harder than it looks, isn't it? Double F, double O, P. We got there in the end, but it really wasn't worth it. Which is my review of the Superman movie. Another podcast that people could do is just edit it in Yeah. Like you put out a 30 minute of just the good bits each week. 30 minutes. Somebody's enjoying their own podcast. I mean, out of the week. Uh, okay, yeah. So, uh, so so many things to complain about, but yeah. uh, so, so Batman hates Superman because yeah. Superman destroyed his property and inadvertently killed a bunch of people and wasn't taken responsibly uh, for the kills. Even though he didn't directly kill the people, his actions caused the deaths right. of thousands of people in Metropolis. Batman's retaliation is to go out and just do the exi- while fighting people. Killing people. Batman in this movie, without there's no question, he kills murders. at least seven people. A, a I don't minimum. Care what, that's like a minimum yeah, of people that he murders. That's like confirmed where you're like, that's in the hundred, other ones you could be like, oh, you know, maybe the guy ducked at the last right. minute. And I don't care what liberties you take with fucking characters. Batman does not kill. But, that but, is the whole point of his fucking character. I mean, the thing is, like, I look, here's the thing. The Batman in this movie is meant to be, you know, Batman who's been Batman too long and, you know, he's doing un-Batman things. Like, he's branding people yeah. at the start of the movie. So, like, there's criminals because he basically knows that when they go to prison, they get targeted and, like, murdered in prison. Yeah. So, he gives them the Batman brand. Which, right? again, 
it's not ironically it's not the Batman brand no <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so I mean there's he is meant to be at that and my one flaw with the Affleck I think is that Affleck doesn't quite convey how fucked up like you know Batman is meant to be at the start maybe if he'd yeah. you know managed but I don't know if it's all his fault I just think that Zack Snyder doesn't get it I mean why the fuck you have this thing where Batman he's not living in Wayne Manor anymore and it's like overgrown and whatever and so he's meant to be moody and mysterious but he lives at this all glass house on the lake yeah typical Batman likes you know, to be seen by everyone else you know because Batman did- who live in glass houses shouldn't throw batarangs I mean it's that was close you had a shot I think it was pretty good yeah there. Yeah, I'd like to see you do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I'll, I'll take yours. Yeah, I'm not saying um, it was a good joke. I'm just saying it was the best of that variety. No, you gave it a crack. Um, <laughs> yeah, but a totally fucking glass house. He yeah. he lives in a cave because he's a bat. <sighs> now he's living in a place that, like, you know what this is like. He's fighting crime all fucking night. Yeah. You don't live in a place that doesn't, at bare minimum, have blockout blinds. <laughs> yeah. How is he getting a nap during just, the day? Yeah, is it just every every morning and every night, Alfred's so tired as he just goes and shuts all of the blinds in this giant glass. Just, ugh. I mean, use this fucking room today. Yeah, the blinds were open. Oh, I get it. And and what is this thing where, like, I mean, they now hate each other. Yeah. Like, I mean, they literally hate each other and they're always drinking. Like, Batman, it, like, several times in this movie, rolls out of bed and drinks just, alcohol. Oh, just smashing it, mate. Caning it. And I'm like, mate, you've got to drive today. Yeah, this isn't the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Rain it the fuck in. I mean, like, you've got to be in charge of heavy machinery. Yeah, you can't you, be drinking this much in the you, morning. You also know today is the day that you're getting, like, that Lex Luthor is getting the delivery of the kryptonite, right. which he wants to give to you, but you're going to steal. And he, just because he's like a child, the fact that you now want it, he doesn't want you to have it, even though it is for you in the end. Right. It's like a dog that, like, the dog wants you to throw the stick, but it's like, but don't take it out of my mouth. Well, I think the great genius of this movie was that uh, Batman couldn't solve Lex Luthor's plan because Lex Luthor's plan was... made absolutely no sense. It was unsolvable. Like, I would even dare you to be even able to, un- like, explain to me what his plan was. I watched the whole movie yeah. and I still can't work out exactly what no, his no, plan no. was. I, his plan made perfect sense to me. What he wanted to do was he obviously, he hated Superman because... Uh, Superman was a motherfucking foreigner, uh, and uh, that's it. Yeah, uh, he's just one of one of them, and he came over here. Yeah, and he was just being all you know them. <laughs> so Lex Luthor was like, "Oh, we'll get one of ours to fucking kill him. Uh, so I'll get Kryptonite, uh, and I won't give it to Batman, but I want Batman to I want Batman to steal it because I really want him to want it." You know, I don't want to, I don't want to fucking lay on a play from his bad man. He, he's bored. He's getting old. I need to train him up. That's what it was. He was training him up. He's better fight Superman. Oh, I by need the you way, to fight all these henchmen. He's, he's gonna fight Superman, and then we get to see a Rocky esque fucking training montage oh. of Batman training, where for some inexplicable, inexplicable reason, he's hitting a tire. Yeah, with like a, a hammer. Yeah, just because that's how you it. beat Superman. Yeah, like a UFC fighter. You know? He's just. <laughs> You're like, you are wearing a robotic metal suit. When right. do, why does muscle matter anymore? It doesn't anymore? matter at all. You could be Stephen Hawking in there. Operating that. It's still fine. In fact, that's probably a better idea. Get the world's brainiest person inside there rather yeah. than this fucked up alcoholic in the morning vigilante. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, anyone, that suit could have gone for it. Give it to an right. actual fucking fighter. Anyone else. Yeah, put it. Yeah, put someone in there can actually control the thing. Someone yeah, who's, and, you know what? Put Daniel Sloss in there. He won the FIFA tournament. Yeah. Batman's taking painkillers <laughs> and meds in the fucking 
fucking morning, and they specifically say, do not use if operating heavy machinery. And, that, and what does Batman, Batman do? All movie, all. operating heavy <laughs> Constantly machinery. operating heavy machinery. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, he's obviously... Luke Leather's plan is genius, is to train Batman up by making him kill the henchmen that he paid, thus saving more money for Lex right. Luthor. But then he he's got gave, less people in the payroll. But They're the good sure news that- was that he gave them uh, those special, completely identifiable bullets for no plot reason. Yes, the bullets with uh, kryptonite in them, which had he just been... Sent, just done that and then been like, oh, there's a bunch of bullets in there with kryptonite. If one of them, one of them hits Superman, we're fucked. Just get a shotgun. Just like, we'll surround him. But no, no, what I want to do is I want to turn it into a giant spear. Because you know what, what's only improved with age? The spear. <laughs> Weaponry has not come on, I think we can all agree, since the spear. That's why every day in New York there are drive-by spear killings. I mean, uh, a guy hijacked a plane the other day with a spear. spear. We've not come any further. I mean, since the open carry spear law over there, I'm <laughs> yeah, I'm terrified. I, I, I've not been back since. But it's in their constitution, and I yeah. guess it's their country, <laughs> so you know the right to spear arms. Yeah, uh, and literally, like Jesus, spear their arms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the spear thing. Uh, and by the way, when because like, we are yeah, a tiny bit of mist of kryptonite, right, renders Superman for like five minutes. But when he really wants to, he can fly a spear of it. Through a fucking alien that doesn't need to be there. Oh, an unnecessary alien. Lex Luthor just... Lex Luthor essentially just was, my dad could bar your dad, but didn't have a dad. I mean, it was... It was but, which is fine, because neither does Superman or Batman, when you think about it. Oh, I mean, but Superman's dad... Like, again, we're going all over the place. Yep. Okay, spear first. That's fucking... And we're not going to get to everything, because no. we have to stop the podcast, but there's so many more things to go to. Yep. The spear... Why did he fly it? Why? Like throw why? it, throw it. You're fucking Superman. You have super strength. You can throw it fast. Well, maybe I not feel fast like he's can... losing his memory because there's heaps of times in this movie that he just could have done better by being Superman, mm. and he seemed to forget he was Superman. Yeah, like at the start of the movie when he should have been rebuilding everything because he's Superman. Yeah, and, he's and like, like oh, during oh, the movie, I can this up way quicker than all of your builders. Right, and he's just like, "Hey, Lois, you having a bath? Well, mm. how about, you know what? I will clean up not this city, but the water that I just spilled, so I could get deep inside of you." Yeah. Oh, yeah, Lois is like, oh, you're happy to be quick now, <laughs> right? Yeah, super quickie. I yeah. know what you mean. <laughs> I get it. All right, let's go to the worst bits. Let's Because we yeah, we probably only want to do another five or ten minutes. So yeah. let's, uh, what what do you, like, okay. So Lex Luthor, Lex, uh, Jesse Eisenberg, Eisenberg should be absolutely ashamed of himself. I mean, he's a good actor. I don't know what happens. Yeah, b- it's a terrible performance. It makes no sense. I mean, the plot is... Like he, what he's got to work with because he's just saying non sequiturs mostly Ugh. that would have said it's like they've said hey just give him heaps of things that would sound ominous or good in like trailers yeah. but make no actual sense in the movie I think they drew all those fucking uh, you know the, the, where they drew the green question marks on Superman and you're yeah. like oh it's a Riddler reference no I think Lex Luthor thinks he's the Riddler yeah like it wasn't just going to be Superman v Batman it was going to be versus Lex Luthor and the Riddler doing an impression sh- of kind of the Joker yeah, without yeah. the makeup and Snyder was just like combine them all for no reason right and that's really what it felt yeah. like it felt like it was a terrible performance like none of what he did made sense at the end when he goes to prison and they shave his hair because um, you, know, you know he's bald because you know yeah. yeah just what, well, fuck him he's in jail we can do what yeah. we want he's a bitch now so his dad's dead this goes back to my Zack Snyder hates his dad theory because yeah. he, uh, Lex, Lex, he's Lex Luthor Jr yeah. his, his dad, dad is dead uh, we have Superman's dad who's dead but reappears to him in when in Superman dream. has a dream yeah 
Because it's not good enough for Batman to just have throwing dreams. Throwing bricks on the top of Everest, much like he did in his everyday life. Like, that's why it's obviously Superman's dad, when he was alive, was always up Everest throwing bricks from one part I to mean, another. I mean, that was crazy, wasn't it? Like, that's like, what we like knew you don't from. go back to the farm? You no, don't. Where, he, where his body why is. Why is he hiking? A, why is he hiking? Yeah. Why is Superman hiking anywhere in anything? Yeah, even that if is, it's 30 feet. Just fly there. Go there. You're by yourself. You're in the middle of fucking nowhere. No one's seeing you. What, you don't have enough shit to do? Right. Yeah, fucking Batman wants to kill you. Or maybe... And Lex Luthor's or plotting maybe, against no, you. Fact, I can actually explain this, and right? And you've got to write that fucking article. <laughs> <laughs> you got a lot to do. you got to mop the floor where you spell. You need iCal. I, uh, I can actually explain this, right? Because you know how when you and I, normal human beings, dream... Mm. Right, we fly. You have those dreams where you can't oh, control right. your flight. Superman's the opposite. Superman's dreams the opposite. Yeah. He has dreams about walking. Yeah, it's a good point. That actually does make sense. <laughs> now that you say it like that. So we had another one where his dad oh, in this one because here's the thing about Superman that Zack Snyder seems to not understand in any way is that the way you put uh, people in like because they answer the what the criticism of that first movie that everyone got killed right uh, in this movie in such a terrible way. It could have been a good plot line. They could have motivated Batman through that, and there could have been something really interesting in yep. that but instead there's literally three times in this movie almost in a row where they go oh uh, they're fighting in this building oh thank god it's night time and everybody's gone home from oh, that building god. oh hang on they've flown to this completely uninhabited island, island. to have a fight yeah how can how considerate of everyone involved <laughs> but the, the, in fact no it was the monster that goes over to fucking the uninhabited island and Batman goes no fuck let's go back to town like right. no no it's fun Batman over hasn't murdered someone for 15 yeah, minutes yeah he's br- after he shot with a fucking gun oh uh, yeah yeah a guy with a flamethrower yeah. you know Batman like, loves his guns yeah, right loves them that's Love what he's famous him. for yeah they were gonna call him gunman right but it just didn't like it just didn't really wash well the he caution. originally had a bat yeah, and then he had a gun, and he really settled on the and gun. Next, obviously, he's going to be Spearman, Spearman because it's the ultimate weapon. Well, that was that was already taken by Aquaman. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was tough. Who, who Lex Luthor who has very much looked like he was holding his breath. I mean, that's weird, right? Yeah, he's underwater, and he's and he's holding his breath. But my favorite thing was that Lex Luthor apparently has not only identified all these people, but created the logos, but created the logos and the names for each yeah. of them. So Aquaman. Flash, Wonder Woman. Spent $250,000 like, uh, getting an advertising agency <laughs> in to do some logos. Oh, just oh. genuinely, Zack Snyder being like, guys, I've got other projects in the world. If you enjoyed this, you might also enjoy. I got Flash, I got this. Oh. And, and Wonder Woman, uh, we should talk about her. She's actually not too bad, I thought. I agree that she, again, is not one of the worst bits of the movie. But has there ever been a more one-dimensional female character in a movie since the 80s like there was no depth to her she's like oh oh i'm gonna flirt we're also now at this party where i obviously am because i'm a beautiful woman i helped a lot in world war ii but now i just like to party with millionaires you know my people would you call it one dimensional <laughs> no <laughs> if you ran a newspaper that did headlines i absolutely would, would. okay but cool. you know what i've got this fucking really fast guy who won't write his fucking article so i've got other things on my plate uh like okay, here's the thing I will say about that. Firstly, that way she flirts with Bruce, with Bruce Wayne it was so reminiscent of the Nolan like Catwoman stuff yeah. that it just and it paled into 
like in significance next to it. So I thought, why replicate that? Mm. B, the premise is that she's trying to steal back a photo of herself. Of herself. From World War Two. From World War Two that Lex Luthor has. Yeah, but it's because, that you could just, it's because it was it was photoshopped and she's against that because she's obviously Wonder Woman, so she wants the original copy. But no, but was seriously the opposite of that. Why do you need it? Even if it came out in this day and age, Nobody's you just go no, it's not, uh, it's really? My it's my gram. I mean, seriously. Yeah. Like you just go... Like, I mean, I've seen heaps of things on the internet that say that uh, Nicolas Cage is a time traveller. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. I'm suspecting it's probably not true. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> but some of those old photos they find, they do look a lot like him, yeah, you know? Yeah. But not enough that I'm like, it's absolute. if this gets out, right. we all know I've got to have a super plot to steal back this photo. They look at a sword, which you're like, oh, I wonder what this sword is in reference right. to. Don't worry. Nothing. Nothing. It's a reference to nothing. It's an old sword uh, that uh, they both kind of know a little bit about. It, but doesn't doesn't make any sense. And no. uh, speaking of the spear, the the uh, kryptonite spear, after Superman is injured by the spear the first time, uh, Lois Lane, for some reason that I can't understand, throws the thing that can kill Superman no. just into some shallow just water. Somewhere. In the, somewhere. Just somewhere. Just somewhere. Anyone could find it. Just Not like a vault. No, not like literally a kitty could have its eye out with that spear. Yeah, it's just it, she's like, oh, here's a well. Yeah, oh, this is where this goes. Obviously, this is where this belongs. Which again, at that moment, I'm like, the second she's in the well, I'm like, Aquaman. Right. That's obviously okay, that'd be a good moment. That would have been a right? fucking great that you've thrown it into the fucking ocean. Right. The steep well. Of course, because Ac- Wonder Woman's coming in. Right. Batman, they're all fighting together. Here comes Aquaman. Oh, here comes Aquaman. Nope. No. Now he's now. We only had time for that three-second cameo where he was holding his breath. He might as well, he might as well have been just pinching his nose, <laughs> like you know those fucking nerds that you know when you were good swimming when you were young and they couldn't hold their breath and they just dunk their head. Those fucking losers. If you were one of those fucking losers, I'm not, I don't apologize. You were such a. Uh, they're all dead now. <laughs> They drowned. They all drowned. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. They won't survive climate change. Sorry, guys. Oh, is this this toxic gas? So, yeah. So then Superman and Batman have a fight. And then Uh, we have... Okay. uh, They stop fighting because... Because it turns out, despite the fact that uh, Batman has been obsessed with Superman and thinks he's the greatest villain ever to... Wants to kill him. Because he's had some nasty dreams. Turns out their mums have the same name. So obviously, besties. So, oh, besties. One, one, two, Martha Crew. I know. I know you're just going to die in a minute, but if, oh, I'm going to be the guy at your funeral because this yeah. has bonded us, yeah. despite my irrational hatred of you and oh, how I wanted to murder yeah. you. Yeah, and I'm going to. I'm going to go save your mum because she's got the same name as my mum. Mum. Uh, Which ne- I never came across uh, as the world's greatest detective in my meticulous no, research. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've known you were Clark Kent for a while. Didn't know background. Right. No, I didn't know who your parents were. And when oh, I- Ma and Pa Kent were your... Oh, uh, that makes sense because you're both your second names Mama. are Kent. Oh, what am I like? Uh, I should really stop drinking during the day. Where's Alfred? Really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm drunk. I'm and just I've been coming through the operating heads. heavy machinery all <laughs> afternoon. And then he saves Bab, uh, Superman's mum. And one of he didn't one, actually he didn't actually even have a, a voice modulator in this movie. He was just doing that drunk Ellie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah fuck you, Superman. You don't get fucking Superman. Oh, look at me, I got a cab. You fucking lose dweeb, dweeb. And one of many, 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 many <laughs> awful, awful, awful jokes, which were barely even one draft. When he saves Superman's mum, he goes, "Oh, I know your son." And she hysterically says, she raptures applause from the audience, yeah, I figured, the cape. 
Because obviously, if you're friends with someone because your mums have the same name, right. you obviously assume that everyone with a cape is the same. They met at Cape Club. Yeah. This is all racism and right. not the good side. Uh, yeah, yeah, all, yeah. not all capes are the same, mate. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. You know what? Jesus wore a cape. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. it was cape-ish. Yeah, it was, ca- yeah, it was gowny. Right. Gowny. A gowny, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, it, what, what, are we splitting hairs between capes and gowns now? <laughs> a minute ago, you thought a red one from a different planet was the same as a black one <laughs> that is sometimes useful in movies but didn't really seem to be in this one. But obviously is now. For right. no reason. That's what I that's what I enjoy the most is despite the fact that Batman's gone so off brand, he's branding people. Still putting on the cape. <laughs> Just <laughs> and, I mean, and by the way, and at not one point does he fly during this movie no. without his shetty batwing. No, I mean anyway. All right. So look, there's so many other things we could talk about, but I think that's most of the big I ones think we for a start. That. I think that think that'll do. Uh, all right. Oh, I, I, I did say I did have one thing just written down here I wanted to uh, is that at one stage, Superman yells out, where is she? Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, hang on, that's Batman's bit. Yeah. You can't be yelling at where is she. That's well, like, that was recently Batman's bit. Yeah, are you doing a cover? Like, I mean, come on. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Every, it sucked. Yeah. <laughs> in, in conclusion. In summary. Would recommend. Three and a half stars. <laughs> <laughs> Red like a one. <laughs> All right, Daniel Sloss, let's do a second a lot of plugs. You're doing your show Dark at the part of the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Then what happens after that? After that, I am going to uh, Sydney. I'm doing, uh, I'm not doing Sydney until the very end, but I'm going to Sydney doing some galas, then going to Perth Comedy Festival. When are you uh, in Perth? Uh, okay. Google exactly. it. Yeah, I'm yep, in Perth sure. in the next month. I'm also in Auckland. Also within the next month, okay. and at Sydney, I'm doing at the Enmore Theatre, which is ridiculous. <laughs> Beautiful though, the Rolling Stones have played there. Well, I, I can't wait, but like it's normally you build logically. First time I went to Sydney, it was a seventy seater. They uh-huh. moved to an eighty five seater. They uh-huh. moved to a hundred, and then we moved to one hundred and fifty. They moved to one hundred and eighty, and then this year George was like twelve hundred, and I'm like, uh, please show me your maths. I mean, look, he's optimistic. <laughs> yeah, he is. There's going to be a little bit of a, you know. A little bit of sloss hate. A lot of word of mouth. Exactly. So, <laughs> tell your friends. Yeah, so please do. All right. Thank you very much, Daniel. Peace.